Joined by Matt McHugh and Zach Wingrove, driving back on 94 East from a Bucks game. This is the Northwestern Baseball Podcast, rounding the bases. It's also a crossover episode because Zach Wingrove is here, uh, the new producer of Sports Boys After Dark. So you could call this rounding the bases after dark. It's a lot of boring stuff to tell you that we're here recording this podcast on the highway because that's true dedication. Uh, we didn't really have any any preps this week, but we needed to get this podcast out to the people that need to hear it. Matt and Zach, how are you guys doing on this Wednesday night? Doing great. Bucks yeah. lost. That wasn't great. But, that wasn't you know. great, but we were, we were so excited to start talking about Big Ten baseball starting this weekend. We just had to do it from the car. It's an exciting time after this year. I, yeah. yeah, I was telling him, man, I, I've talked Big Ten baseball in the car many a time, so this time it's just recorded. I mean, usually when we're in the car, we're, we're talking Big Ten baseball, so... Just, we're just going to think of it as a, as a recorded chat session that, that we all have. Um, we'll do our best to, to work on the audio sound. If you guys are hearing some background noise, please bear with us this episode. It is not a normal occurrence. It is finals week, after all, at Northwestern. But as Zach said, this is a great time of the year. Big Ten baseball kicks off this weekend. Northwestern welcoming rivals Illinois to Evanston. But before we get there, we have some baseball to recap. We did not record last week because, frankly, we did not think that two wins over some smaller schools merited it. We can briefly, briefly touch on those. Northwestern beat McMurray 6-3, beat Judson by, like, 10 runs. Did we learn anything from those games, guys? No, not particularly. I mean, it's a good opportunity just to get some guys some reps. Uh, Clearly, Coach Allen and the coaching staff knew that. They got a lot of guys in there. It's a good confidence boost for some guys, like Hank and Pags, to just go out there and throw some solid innings, and maybe that helps them going forward. But it's, it's hard to look into those too much. Um, I think the team knows that, too. They went in there. They took care of business. We said before those games it would have been embarrassing for the program to lose one of those. Thankfully, that did not happen. They played good, clean baseball, and now it's time to get ready for the big boys in conference play. Yeah. Baseball is such a mental sport, especially with some of these younger pitchers that you're throwing out there. Like Matt said, just great to have them go out, put together a really solid outing, strike some guys out on the on the um, plate side. You know, just getting some getting some hits, making some contact. It's really good moving forward, heading into some of these more difficult series and facing some really good opponents uh, like Illinois this weekend. Yeah, we'll talk about Illinois. They're certainly a very talented oppo- opponent. The nice highlight from those two games, personally for me, Jack Paglarini. You guys kind of mentioned through eight strikeouts against Judson. Uh, and it looks like, you know, he's kind of getting into that third starter spot. Uh, let's move on to what happened this past weekend. Northwestern went to Central Michigan. The Chips uh, played a game on Friday, two on Saturday. Some of the weather kind of altered that. And they took two out of three from Central Michigan, a team that last year uh, took three out of four against Northwestern in Evanston. So that in itself is certainly a good barometer. Just kind of big picture, Matt. You know, what did it mean for Northwestern? Obviously, Central Michigan, not a great team, kind of mid-200s in the, in the in the rankings, but still a win that Northwestern took care of business. Right, exactly. And that, that's the point here is when you go on the road, really in any series, and you win the series, anywhere in college baseball, you have to consider that a success. You can't go into a series expecting to sweep the series, even against an RPI 250-plus team like Central Michigan. The point is, you got to go out there, and like you said, these guys came into Northwestern 
gave him the business last year, taking three out of four. Northwestern returning the favor this year. That's a very solid series. That's one Northwestern should be proud of going forward. Yeah, and they're going to regret losing that third game, which we'll, we'll talk about in a bit. But two to three, I think, is solid. And also kind of just zooming out a little bit more. They're seven and eight uh, right now, you know, finishing non-conference play. Obviously, they'll have a few more midweek games and one more non-conference series against Belmont to end the season. But last year, when they played their first Big Ten series against Indiana, they were 5-14. and 14. So you want signs of a turnaround. It, it, it's there. You know, they took a game at Kansas. They took a game at Texas. They beat Nebraska-Omaha. And, and then here they are. They, they took 2-3 out of three against Michigan. So certainly the momentum is trending in their favor. Most definitely. I think, uh, <laughs> I think it's definitely, I mean, it's showing the progress that you're making, especially as we mentioned before with a young team, just to get some of these early wins under their belt. Um, and you saw what they were able to do last year late in the season, but to be able to have some momentum at the beginning of the year and just, you know, build up some of that confidence, I think is, is huge moving forward into, into Big Ten play. Yeah, I mean, you'll hear Spencer Allen say this in the interview, but and pretty much everyone on the team, it's like a new season. Uh, and it certainly was last year for Northwestern. They went 13-11, and that's when Joe Hoshite really turned things around. So you can kind of forget everything before now, but at the same time, that momentum matters. Let's get into these games a little bit. Game one for Northwestern, they won 4-2. Quinn Lavelle uh, tossed five innings, allowed just one run. And then Tommy Bordignon, he, he's really been lighting it up, Matt. Yeah, I've been so impressed with Tommy because, look, he's a guy last year, there's no doubt about it, he really had his set of struggles. But the Northwestern staff sticking with him, knowing that he throws the best fastball in the bullpen. He can hit the low 90s pretty consistently. You can't say that about many other guys out there in this pitching staff. And when you have someone with that kind of potential, you have to trust it. You have to ride it out. And he's figured it out. It seems like they found a great role for him. They've kind of bounced him in his career between the rotation and the pen. But, man, oh, man, does he seem comfortable in that pen. And now they have a multi-inning weapon out of the bullpen. He can come in. Anytime a pitcher's in a jam, I bet we'll see that this weekend against Illinois. Yeah. So they get into a tight spot, go to Tommy to get out of it. And I feel like that's something they're pretty comfortable doing right now. Yeah, I bet you the first close situation uh, in, in this series, you'll see Tommy Borneo's the first name out of the bullpen. And honestly, you know, they used Pete Hoffman on Friday, Sundays last year if they needed to. I don't know if Tommy maybe throws one inning on Friday. You could see him again on Sunday just because they, they really need his presence. He was great uh, in this one. And then, obviously, Quinn Lavelle has, you know, pretty solidly, I don't want to say quietly, but has, has been really good. Yeah, I mean, four starts under Lavelle has under his belt now. And uh, 2 and one record, 2.3 ERA. Opponents hitting about 230 against him. I think that's very solid for your first couple of starts in the season. A lot to build off of. And I think Spencer Allen has to be excited that, you know, he has a, a pitcher like Lavelle who's proven to be fairly reliable so far uh, at this point in the season. I think it's definitely someone where, you know, you need a, a number one guy, and Lavelle so far has proven that he he's at least reliable. Opponents are struggling against him. It'll be nice to see if he can keep that momentum going in some of these later games. Yeah, it'll, it'll be tougher for him, I think, in Big Ten play because always they get the book out on you, and he's not a guy that has overpowering stuff, but Hank Christie was able to kind of maintain that form last year. I think Lavelle's good. There's going to be a lot of expectation on him to kind of keep doing that. Offensively for Northwestern, you know, they put up just four runs, but Leo Kaplan hit a home run. Jack Clays had a double for two uh, two runs batted in. I kind of talked with Spence about this. Maybe we can talk about this a little bit. Is this how Northwestern is going to have to win games in Big Ten play? It might be. And you know what? This is something that Spencer Allen's style of play that he wants to do is 
play small ball. It's play kind of grinded out games. And that's not going to be an overpowering offense. It's going to be a lot of these close games. It's going to be a lot of running on the base pads. And something he said about the personnel he has, too, is with guys like Jack Dunn and Alex Arrow, Ben Dickey, this team's going to run. They're going to run a lot. We've seen that so far. It's going to play into their small ball, and we'll see it going forward. Yeah, and to your point, Matt, that trio of Arrow, Dunn, and Dickey, all in the top 10 in the Big Ten in terms of uh, stolen bases. Arrow has 10, Dunn has 8, Dickey has 6. To be able to get that, get on the base path one and then be moving in order to set up some runs when you don't have that power in the 4-5 spots I think is huge and it's something that they've been able to do so far um, and we'll see if they can keep executing in the future. Yeah, those guys are just so dangerous and even just the threat of them running is going to you know, get a lot of pitchers you know, thinking about them on the base paths. Uh, moving on to game two again, a good win for Northwestern. They, they pretty much took care of business. Game two, kind of the same. They won 5-2, really jumped out to an early lead. Hank Christie, six scoreless innings in this one. Really good to see it get him back on track, right, guys? Hank is back. Can we say that now? I mean, we don't want to look too much into that yeah. uh, for the start over the weekend. Yeah, uh, I mean, he, he pitched against McMurray, McMurray at Central Michigan, but you know how pitchers work. Right. They, it's just, they need him to be good. It's just a matter of getting the confidence back on the mountain. He's a strike thrower. His, his game is get the ball over the plate, induce weak contact. He was doing that against Central Michigan. He did that against McMurray over the other weekend as well. I think that that's that he'll, he'll be fine going into conference play. I think a couple good starts under his belt, get the confidence going, just be out there and throwing strikes. And you know what? In this conference especially, it, it just comes down to finding guys you trust out there to, to just throw strikes and keep you in the game. I think Hank Christie is great for that. Yeah, I think that's what was so frustrating with some of Hank's first couple of starts this season is we saw what he was capable of, especially last year late in the season. So to be able to see what he's done these last two games is at least an uh, encouraging sign moving forward that, hey, maybe this is the Hank Christie from last year, the one that we kind of became used to, the one of their go-to guys late in the year last year. Um, if he can you know, bring that, bring that around and get going – uh, in these next couple of series, that will be huge for the Cats moving forward. Yeah, they're, they're going to need him to, to keep, you know, getting to that old Hank that we saw last year. Other good pitching performance, Rich Forden uh, pitched three innings, uh, got credited with the save. He gave up two runs, but I talked to Spencer Allen about it, and he said Rich was in control the whole time, really working that fastball. And, you know, sure, the two runs isn't great, but that's a save still. And what's important is that, you know, now you've got two guys out of the bullpen you feel really confident going to and can get multiple innings out of if you need it. The question is for Northwestern is, you know, what are the rest of that bullpen roles? We kind of know the names, you know, Josh Levy, maybe Matt Gannon, you know, Ryan Bader is a guy, Danny Katz, if he if he's not going to start, if Jack Paglarini is going to start, he's also a dude. But you have two you have two dudes right there in, in Tommy Bordignon and uh, Rich Ford and two seniors as well. So I feel like that's a positive, you know, heading in. But to be fair – I'd say, you know, we can be we can say this. The bullpen depth, I'd say right now, is still a question mark for Northwestern. That's fair, yeah. But the good thing that you mentioned about having Tommy and Rich uh, in those multi-inning relief roles is you get one guy from each hand, too. So if Spencer Allen wants to get a little bit more creative with the matchups, if there's a couple of lefties coming up, especially in a big game, you can go to Rich for that out. Remember last year we saw Rich a lot as a situational lefty. He'd only come in for a batter or two, and now this year they've really stretched him out much more. And, so far, so good with that. So maybe you have two kind of firemen, one from the left side, one from the right side. Spence and the coaching yeah. staff can kind of just play the matchups to see how they want to utilize those two. Yeah, and we know that they like to pair relievers with starters. And obviously the big name uh, that we haven't kind of talked about is Sam Lawrence, who we 
you know, has kind of had a struggling start to the season, hasn't really looked 100% on the mound. We don't really know exactly what his status is, but we know that he's he would be your third guy, you know, another lefty that if you could get him back would be really useful. I, I mean, we'll see right. as the season goes on. Offensively for Northwestern in, in the win, um, Jack Dunn got on base four times. He, he's had a really good start to the season. And then just, you know, again, small ball, five uh, runs, but it, it wasn't especially explosive. It was a few sack flies like Jack Clay's had one. Uh, Willie Bourbon, you know, had an RBI. Good, you know, he's the power hitter on this team right now. Kind of cooled off a bit the last two weeks, but I think he's going to have a lot to say in Big Ten play. Moving on to the third game, this one was frustrating for Northwestern because it was 1-1, uh, seven innings deep into this game. Northwestern stranded something like 10 or 11 base runners, and then the Chippewas put up five in the eighth, and it kind of got away from them. Yeah, I said earlier, you still can't be too upset because you get away with the series win on the road, but this one still kind of stings because, like you mentioned, with the guys on base being in the game late so close, that's that's what really stings from a loss like this. So I think Northwestern's going to remember that one, and maybe give them a little bit of fuel, a little bit of fire heading into this Illinois series. Yeah, and Jack Paglarini was solid, a quality start. Six innings, just two runs allowed, only five hits. Um, I think he's, I talked to Spence, he said he's going to be their Sunday starter. Again, you know, the last two weekends of sample size have not been, you know, the most talented opposition, but Paglarini certainly doesn't seem scared in the moment for a first year, and it's pretty interesting, you know, they're starting two first years and a sophomore as their Friday, Saturday, Sunday guys, but... I don't know. Do you, do you like Paglarini as that Sunday guy? Oh, I don't absolutely. Know. He's what what we were talked about with Spence earlier this year was. Look, when you for the pitching staff, no one's roles are decided at this point. There's a lot of things up in the air, and it's about guys just stepping up and earning roles, and that's absolutely what Paglarini has done to this point in the season. Even back in that first outing against Nebraska Omaha, he showed some promise there. Um, and then he's kind of kept it up. Every outing he's had, even though some of them he gets a couple runs on the board, whatever, he's a first year, it's going to happen. He always feels in control. He always looks comfortable on the mound. And that's something that, for a first-year pitcher especially, that's something you just need to have. It's closer to an intangible thing. It's just kind of how the, the coaching staff sees him on the mound and sees that he feels comfortable. He feels like he can be a college baseball pitcher already in some big spots. And I think there's no doubt about it that he has that. He's a lefty with a, you know, a solid fastball, but a really good breaking ball. When he gets that going, he's pretty hard to hit. Um, that's pretty much it for the Central Michigan series. No midweek game. The series for Northwestern. It's finals week. But now it's time to talk about Illinois. And guys, this is a really good baseball team. They're twelve and five. I think in one of the polls, I don't know which one. They're ranked twenty fourth in the country. You know, I think Northwestern's gonna have their hands full this weekend. Yeah, this is going to be a fun series this weekend. Um, Illinois coming into town. It's a bit of a rivalry there. You got the, the Spencer Allen revenge game. Yeah, that's to, where it came from. To that one. Um, so I think that it'd just be some good fun. Uh, Northwestern's expectations for this one. Look, it, it's conference play. These games start counting a you lot gotta, more. And they definitely, they're going in. We got to win every series. We got to win every series. Yeah. But it's going to be tough. And especially at home. At home conference series, you really want to get away with two out of three. Uh, but Illinois is playing, I think as Spencer Allen called it a couple weeks ago, they might be one of the hottest teams in this conference right now, and I think there's no doubt about it at this point. Um, so, you know what? It should be fun. Northwestern really should be trying to get two out of three. But remember last year, their first conference series against Indiana, three close games, but they lost all three. So even if things don't go well this weekend, it shouldn't react. Yeah, last year, Illinois took two out of three from Northwestern in Champaign. Yep. 
But Illinois was left out of the Big Ten tournament, did not make it. Northwestern did, so they kind of had the last laugh there. I'm sure Illinois will be out to prove them wrong. Looking at their schedule this season, they're 12-5, and and what really jumps out, uh, they have a ranked win over Coastal Carolina, a ranked win over number 11 UCLA. You know, they beat Arizona and Washington, two Pac-12 teams that are pretty solid. And then they played Michigan State and beat them 15-4 to already. I don't think that technically counted as a conference game. It was part of a, part of a tournament part yeah, of a tournament yeah. out there. They, they beat Furman in that same thing. But this is a, a real – they also they, – they played West Virginia tight, lost 8-10, to uh, a good Big 12 team. These guys are really good. And, you know, kind of what you're saying about being hot, they've won – They've, they've had players be awarded Big Ten Player of the Week each of the last three weeks. So this is a really good team right now. And, Zach, I know you kind of got a read on what they're they're good at. What, what what's Who are the players to watch in this really talented Illini lineup right now? Yeah, you mentioned some of the Big Ten Players of the Week. The reigning Big Ten Player of the Week, Brent Spillane. I apologize if I'm butchering that name, but hitting 439 this year. Eight home runs already and 29 RBIs. He's just hitting the cover off the ball. Wow. And 985 slugging percentage. He's going to be tough to pitch to. And I think that if you're a Northwestern pitcher and you want to pitch around Spillane, it's hard to blame you. Uh, he's just he's proven so far he's one, one of the hottest players, not only in the conference, but in the country. So he's going to be, they're going to have their hands full dealing with him. Um, but aside from that, there's also, you know, a lot of other guys that can get on base that can, I don't see the power um, other than really Spillane. I guess they have two guys, Duran, Turchin, and Zach Taylor, each with four homers apiece. Something that Northwestern doesn't really have that. Um, just have that. So, you know, some some more power other than this, other than Brent Spillane. But um, definitely a team that can that from top to bottom can get on base and threaten you. And uh, their Northwestern pitching is definitely going to have their hands full. Yeah, the one name I, I kind of remember from last year, Michael Massey. Uh, he's he's had he's having a good season as, as well. And then you look at the pitching for Illinois. Ryan Thompson is is going to be one of their uh, their starter. Uh, uh, Ryan Thompson is one of their bullpen guys. Uh, he's one nine three ERA, fourteen innings pitched, just four hits allowed, um, fifteen strikeouts. And then their closer as well, Joey Gerber, four saves on the season already. Maybe three five two ERA, a little high for him, but. He, he's a guy that Northwestern is, is going to have a lot of trouble with. So, you know, if Illinois gets a lead close in these games, it, it could be really tough to to kind of come back. Right. I think the biggest thing for Northwestern, my, my key for the series at this point would be just trying to contain the long ball. And if you can't contain the long ball, we've seen it be a problem for some Northwestern pitchers in the past. But and then you just got to limit guys to getting on base and limit those home runs to solo shots or two-run homers. You know what? It's going to probably be a pretty chilly weekend at yeah. the Embry East Miller Park. It's going to be it's going to be 30s, 40s. Hopefully that plays Northwestern's advantage. The ball is not carrying as well. Maybe some of those fly balls that were getting out of the park for Illinois earlier this year are staying it up in the air and being long flyouts instead. I think that's going to be the biggest key is try to keep the ball down in the zone, limit the long ball in this series, and you know what? Then just try to do that kind of grind it out style of play. Get them on, get them over, get them in use your speed on the bases and maybe try to steal a couple games and yeah and I agree Matt and that puts a lot of pressure on some of the starting pitchers for Northwestern if you're going to have some of these cold low scoring uh defensive battles uh where you know it's a two three three four type of game you're going to need the starting pitchers not to get rattled early because as we mentioned earlier you don't have the 
one firepower offensively, but we haven't seen the consistency so far in the bullpen where you're able to come in if, if a starting pitcher is struggling. So you're, that's going to yeah. put a lot of pressure on Lavelle, on Christie, on Pagliarini to settle down early, not get into too much trouble, because if you do, it could prove to be troubling for Northwestern based on what we've seen from their bullpen yeah, and, so far. And building on that, like like you said, Zach, they need these guys to go five or six. If their starters get you know shelled early, Northwestern could be in a lot of trouble just trying to you know conserve their arms to win games. It could be tough. Looking at Illinois' uh, starters, all three of their starters have under a four ERA. It's going to be Ty Weber, Quinn Snarskis, and uh, Andy Fisher. All three are solid guys. You know, Ty Weber's ERA is under three. We don't really have too much of a read on them as far as we can tell you, but the stats check out. Um, so uh, uh, Ty Weber, a very good strikeout pitcher as well. I have the stat summaries, one of my favorite things to look up uh, for Illinois. They're fourth in the country in doubles per game, uh, which, which is pretty good. Cool. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, they're also seventh in fielding percentage. So you talk about a cold game and defensive game where you trust your defense. That also helps their pitching mindset, but also you're not really going to get a lot of free bases if, if they're not making any errors on the Bates paths. Other than that, you know, um, Brett's Blaine is third in the country in slugging percentage. We talked about that, a cool 9-4-7 that's pretty ridiculous. Um, I think that pretty much covers it for Illinois. This is a very good team. They're, they're hitting really well. They're pitching really well. They have some good wins. What are you guys' predictions for the weekend? You know, how do you, how do you guys see this going out? At this point, I'd probably say, look, Northwestern – doesn't have the advantage in paper in a lot of categories where they do have the advantage is that athleticism they can take advantage on the base paths they can take advantage in the field getting to some balls that maybe some of those Illini players can't get they got some fast players who can really move around that diamond and I think that's going to be enough combined with a couple of those good relievers like Tommy Bordignan and Rich Forden to get them one game in this series I just don't feel like Illinois is playing just too well right now and I feel too, too comfortable with Illinois to say that Northwestern gets two out of three. So my official prediction is Illinois takes two out of three, but Northwestern keeps it close for most of the series. I agree. I think Northwestern gets one. I think that, that and that's fine. Illinois, as we've gone over, one of the hottest teams in the country. Brent Spillane, one of the most intimidating players. But I think Northwestern is able to keep it close based on what Matt was saying, playing some of that small ball, keeping it close on the uh, because of what you're doing on the base pass, you know, um, bunting, score, moving some runs around, stealing bases, and I think they get one. I don't know who. I think uh, maybe Hank Christie keeps keeps it going and gets a win on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, you guys pretty much nailed it on the head. I would love to pick Northwestern to two games. I mean, you know me. If you've been listening to this podcast, I'll always pick them to do well, but like you guys have said, Illinois is hitting well right now, and Northwestern, you know, hasn't really had a great series yet this season. Against Omaha, you know, you felt they probably should have taken two of three. Against Texas, you really would have liked game two. Against Kansas, eh, okay, maybe one was fair there at Kansas. And then, you know, it's really hard to read into, you know, two games against McMurray and Johnson. And I know you said, Matt, there's no such thing as a bad road series win, but the team would be the first to tell you they probably should have swept Central Michigan. Yeah, that one's still so, Still waiting for Northwestern to put together a complete series. And that being said, you can put together a complete series and win two games. That's fine, but... I just think Northwestern is a little bit farther off than where they want to be at this point in the season. I'd take them to win one game like you guys, but I think they're getting closer to, to where they want to be. And, you know, it's a long Big Ten season. You, yeah. You've got 24 oh, games. So. so long. Remember what I said earlier. Yeah. Like, they lost the first three Big Ten games last year to Indiana at home. 
They were all close in those games. But yeah. And they still had plenty of time that season to turn it around, get to the Big Ten tournament, make a run all the way to that championship game. It's a whole lot of baseball to be played more than just this series. Yeah, I think that it's been a pretty short podcast from us, partly because we're on the road, but partly because there there's no midweek game at all. And, you know, it's still early in the season. We're not really going to go full dissection mode here without Big Ten play. Um, any closing thoughts from you guys on what to expect from this weekend? Just, you know, other thoughts? I would say this weekend for Northwestern, look, they're playing good baseball now. That's kind of what you have to be riding, but this is when it starts getting serious. These games really start mattering a lot more. Um, yeah, you just got to up your intensity. You got to up your mentality with that. Uh, you can't take any plays off. You can't take any innings off. Every pitch really matters in a series like this. And this could be a time where maybe you come back to this series at the end of the year and you say, wow, we were so close to taking two out of three, but we kind of didn't fully go out there in that last half inning. and We didn't come back when we could have. There's a lot of situations that you don't want to come back and say, I wish we had a little bit more from this series. you got to treat this like a huge series that it is. Yeah, and I guess to go off that, I would say just don't read too much into, you know, depending on how this series goes against Illinois. You have a young team. You're 7-8 and eight on the year. That was not the case at this point last season. So you're, you're playing well. You have a lot of young guys who are getting good experience, and that experience is going to pay dividends later in the season just to have them start to build up some of that confidence. That's why some of these games against McMurray, against Judson, these, some of these wins against Central Michigan and whatnot, if you can just put together some solid performances and get the, the confidence going, I think it's really going to help out. Uh, I don't know if we'll do another podcast before, but the game against Central or Chicago State. Right? Yeah, that's next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. I guess so, that's also worth mentioning. Yeah. We probably will record our next podcast after that game. Um, we can very briefly talk about Chicago State. Here's the brief summary. They're not very good. No. So, um, Northwestern game. should be expected to you know, take care of business against them on the road. You see who gets that midweek start. Yeah, I, my guess is Cats or Bader, depends probably. Depends how they shake out this weekend, which arms they need, which games are close. There's a lot of things that are going to happen this weekend that probably affect who gets that midweek start on Tuesday, is my guess. Yeah, um, we, we don't, uh, in the future we'll also preview those midweek games, but we can tell you that Chicago State is not very good. Northwestern should, you know, take care of that one pretty handily. So we'll be back, I guess, next week after that right. with the next podcast. They only got them once last year. I think yeah. they were scheduled to play twice. They were twice. scheduled to play twice. One of those games got rain-delayed, yeah. putting that in quotes. It was a very cloudy Chicago afternoon, and not sure how much the interest levels were there. Uh, no, don't, that's a joke. That's a joke. Don't take my word on it. It could have actually been precipitous uh, over at Chicago The game State. at Rocky and Bernice Miller Park, if I remember correctly, was actually pretty close for a midweek game against yeah. Chicago State. Um, but then Nick Cauley came in and locked it down for the save in that one. So, you know what? That was and a good opportunity never... to get some arms out there. And, and you never know. Chicago State might hang around in that game. So, you got to take it seriously. Got to go for it. Um, that is assuming it happens this Tuesday at Chicago State. Yeah, we'll just finish this off here by letting you know who's on the call this weekend. Uh, we have Darren Zaslow and Ryan Wangman on the call on Friday for the Illinois game. Then Matt McHugh himself will be with Noah Kaufman on Saturday. And then Sunday I'll be on the call with Ben Boken. So be sure to tune in on all three of those. They'll be on Mixler. Um, we'll have all the WNR action for you this weekend for, for the opening of Big Ten Baseball. Thanks a lot for listening. We hope that it wasn't too strenuous for our for all you listeners out there that we were in the car, but just had to get 
this great content out. Um, and now if you've been waiting this long, uh, we hopefully you get a little reward. We have now our interview, our weekly interview with head coach Spencer Allen. Hi, this is Mitt Malik of WNR Sports here with Spencer Allen, head coach of Northwestern Baseball, uh, for another one of our weekly interviews here for the, the baseball podcast. And coach, recording this uh, during finals week, I you know a busy time for your team. You know, maybe we'll just start there. How's the team feeling after non-conference play? Just big picture, attitude, you know, heading into, you know, the big part of the season. Yeah, no, I, I think they're, they're they're feeling good. And I, I think we've... Uh... We've shown flashes where, where we've played some, some really good baseball against some, some good competition, and then we've uh, you know been exposed <laughs> at, at times as well. But uh, no, I, I think uh, guys are really starting to settle down in, 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 in their roles, and, and uh, you know, we're starting to, to, to move forward and, and feeling good headed into conference play. Um, just record-wise, the team's 7-8 and eight right now. Obviously, last year, non-conference wasn't exactly what you hoped for. You guys played a few more games. I think before your first series with Indiana, team was five and fourteen. Now more games in you know different season, but what does that mean for you that the record's a little bit closer to five hundred this year? Yeah, no, I, I that was one of the goals from that, that we talked about uh, out, out of the falls. If we wanted a little better start, and we knew again with with the, with the competition uh, that it was going to be a little bit difficult to. to to, to get a better start, but we we uh, managed to you know get get close to 500 again. I, I think there's some games that that you, you probably want back uh, a little bit, but but all in all, you know we're we're just looking at how we're trending, and and I'm feeling pretty good uh, about uh, how this club is trending. And even more evidence of that, we'll talk about this Central Michigan series kind of starting now. But took two out of three against them last year. Uh, they came to Evanston. You guys only took one out of four. You know, just kind of that turnaround as well. What does that show you? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, again, Central Michigan is, is a solid club, and and uh, and I think just going on the road and and anytime you can get road victories and, and a road series win, I mean that that's a positive. Um, uh, you know, obviously, and 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 the guys would say to a man, our our last outing was our effort was not. Uh, probably what we wanted um, and we felt like we probably could have gotten that last game but um, again looking at how we're trending uh, we feel pretty good uh, you know like I said heading into this weekend. Starting with that Friday game against Central Michigan you guys won 4-2. Hank Christie a really good start on the mound good to see him back and then also Tommy Borgnon who we've talked about a few weeks in here has, has really settled in out of the bullpen both of those guys looked really good. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, uh, Tommy's just been, I mean, just having him. Um, and again, I, I think competition's going to get tougher. But but I think uh, just seeing him consistently come out and, and, and pound the zone with, with two pitches. Uh, and, and really for him, just limiting the free stuff has been has been great. And, and um, so it, it's fun to see. And, you know, Hank, uh, it was best he's throwing the ball. So he had three pitches, was mixing, and that, that's what Hank needs to, to do. So it's good to see again uh, before the weekend and before we kind of get into the meat of the season, um, you know, Hank uh, of old. And then offensively, this one, Leo Kaplan hit a home run. You had, had a few guys contribute. Is this going to be the way your team's going to win ball games through Big Ten and kind of these low-scoring games where you're in control the whole time, but it's certainly never – you're never going to – get too far away from it yeah yeah I, I think again a lot of it can, can de- depend on how the ballparks play and I, I think we have the ability um, you know to put up runs and we, we saw that you know Kansas and some certain other times but 
but I, I think when you're looking at how most most of our ballparks here in the Big Ten are planned, um, they're they're not going to be hot parks. You know, it's, it's we're going to have to grind it out. I, I think again, I, I've liked our, our our speed and and our plate discipline. Um, you know, we we I'd like to cut down on some strikeouts. Uh, I, I think that's something that and and I'm not really a, a big you know don't strike out type of coach. You know, Coach Dusty Napoleon does a great job with the hitters. Uh, but but with that team speed, you, you know, we, we feel like if we could put some more balls in play, that puts more pressure on on defenses. So that's something that that'll definitely be a focus, uh, especially at, you know, when you're playing a little bit uh, cooler temperatures. You have three guys, you know, top 10 or so in the Big Ten in steals. I think that's, you know, it, it's a decision that you guys have made as a staff to, to keep them running. You know, obviously now Big Ten teams are going to have the read on that, but how do you keep that aggression on the base pass going? Well, I, I think the, the one thing that, that I'm happy with, it, it's not so much, uh, you know, when we get into Big Ten plays, how many stolen bases, but it's just the threat of the stolen base and, and, and what that does. And hopefully we talk about that, how that can make us better at the plate. And, and so, and we, again, we continue, we're going to look for guys if, if, if the the times match up and we see a matchup where we can run, we're going to look to run both that you know still in second and third. Uh, but it, there's no doubt in Big Ten play, just in conference play with the video that's out there, people are going to do a better job of controlling the running game. So it's going to be harder, um, but we still want to stay aggressive. Moving on to kind of game two uh, against Central Michigan, this one five two win for you, but. Again, the pitching was great. Quinn LaBelle has, has really just been solid as a rock, you know, so far this season. And then you got, you know, a, a good three-out, three-inning save from Rich Forden as well. You know, kind of getting with two guys through two – four guys through two games has worked really well for you, I think. Yeah, and, and that was the that was kind of the plan. We had talked about that a little yeah. bit, and, and that plan had not really come to fruition <laughs> except for a couple times. And, and so it was good to see the consistency this weekend. Rich – uh, was ju- has just been doing a really good job sinking the ball, mixing. They they got a couple hits and runs off of him, but but really, um, you know, he challenged the zone and was in control most of the uh, most of his uh, outing. Uh, so again, we're hoping that we can get that out of those guys, that consistency that we always talk about. Uh, we feel like we have that from, uh, I'd say six to <coughs> six to seven of of the uh, the arms that were rolling out there. Offensively, again, five runs is solid up, but you guys took care of it, especially jumping on them early in this one. Uh, Jack Dunn had another good game. You know, how do you just feel about the lineup where it is uh, ahead of, you know, Big Ten play? Yeah, you know, it, it's good. And I think we, we I, don't, I don't know the exact numbers, but I think in both those games, it was either 10 and 11 left on base. And so we, again, even just cashing in one or two of those uh, really allows you to spread. So I think that's something that we're going to need to do. We don't want that to bite us. Uh, coming down the, the stretch here, there, there's some good offensive teams in the Big Ten. So when you have opportunities, um, you got to put that that knockout punch out there, and that's something that, um, again, really we're not telling guys to to try to step up. We just want them to be themselves and um, the same guy that they are in the, in the in the first inning when they're loose and going. The same guy that when they have a chance to put that knockout uh, punch with you know with the RBI, two out hits, those type things. Game three was, was close, and this is what you were, you kind of mentioned a little bit. Felt that you guys would have liked that one, would have liked the sweep. It was, what, 1-1 one, one going to the seventh or eighth and kind of got away from you. What just what just happened? What did you see that you thought could have went better? Yeah, you know, we, we um, 
they had a left-handed pitcher that w that was really sinking the ball, and and we we just got a little bit uh, out of our approach, um, chasing at times we didn't need to chase, and then and not being aggressive at, at times when he was coming right at us in that that first couple innings, um, and so you know hats off to him, they, they and, and they threw the ball well, uh, but but I just thought we had opportunities, um, a big opportunity with with bases loaded. And we just didn't have not, you know a chance. We get a hit there and and tie it up, and and all of a sudden guys start relaxing and the runs start coming a little easier. So, um, but you know we didn't, and we have to learn from it. And as we'll face arms like that uh, in the future. And then you got to start from first year Jack Pagliarini had a good start, you know, two weeks ago against Judson. You know, how do you feel with his uh, comfort level? You know, in that starting role or wherever you see him. Yeah, I, th I think each time out there, he, he gets more and more comfortable. And, and uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be big for him to just realize he doesn't need to do more. Uh, he just needs to go out and continue to be himself and, and that his stuff is good enough. And, and I think he's, again, he's gaining confidence knowing that he can, uh, you know, get some of the best hitters out. He, again, he's faced some really, really good lineups. And um, he, he's just uh, both right and left-handed. He, he's made guys you know, look look uncomfortable in the box. And so I'm um, excited for, for him and, and, and need him to continue to uh, stay consistent. Three games this weekend against Illinois. We'll talk about them, you know, in depth, but pitching rotation, is, is that one you're going to go with the three you used at Central Michigan? Yep, yep, yeah. We'll go Quinn, Hank, and, and uh, Jack. And, and uh, yeah, I, I think that that's worked out well, trying to pair those guys up with uh, – you know, with hopefully just one uh, one bullpen, maybe two bullpen arms per game. And I'm sure you probably have those set. You don't have to talk about who they are, but you feel like you said six or seven arms you've got. Obviously, you can go deeper if you need that, but how do you feel about the bullpen's role? This is, you know, make or break time starting really this weekend. Right. It, it really what we do, and Coach Reynolds, this is what Coach Reynolds does such a great job of, is he looks at the lineup, right, and then he looks at our, our guys' <laughs> stuff. And goes okay. You know what's the best matchup? You know early on here, and so that that's really what we try to do. And um, it, again, Tommy's going to be in the mix. Um, uh, Rich, you know, Forden will, will will be in the mix. And then you know again, we're going to need some other guys to to step up in there and and throw the ball well. Uh, but I think we'll 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 get that. Uh, you know, we'll get that for sure. On the whole, Illinois, a, a ball club you're very familiar with. <clears throat> Sorry, they've had a really good start to the season. Eleven and five, picked up a few ranked wins that they played Michigan State, got got a game against them. You know, this is a team that's, you know, feeling pretty good about themselves ahead of Big Ten play. You know, what do you know about Illinois just as a team this season? What are you expecting from them this weekend? Yeah, I mean, they, they're, they're, a, um, they're, they're an experienced club in, in the sense that they have on the mound, they have some transfers that, that, have, that have pitched – you know a lot of innings and and uh, and then they uh, bullpen wise they, uh, they they've really shored that up with a couple guys. Thompson is is throwing the ball really well for them and um, so yeah they're, I think they're settling into themselves and then they have uh, Gerber on the backside who's again throwing the ball well. Um, you know I, I think the one thing I've really tried to learn. And, and have just noticed you know, in all my years of coaching is that, you know, preseason and conference, um, it, it can have an effect, but a lot of times it, it's it's kind of that new season, you know, and, and really it just goes hey, about, hey, who's going to execute the game um, consistently. Big games this weekend at, at Miller Park at home. You know, offensively, what are you looking from your team to do? Who are some guys you want to step up knowing that, like we, we've all been saying, it's a new season and they're a motivated team, especially after last year 
uh, when you guys went went to their place and, and took two out of three from them. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they actually they ended up getting us. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, I yeah no, that's right. They, they they got us on on Sunday. But the the I think the the, the thing that we were excited about is that we made the tournament and they yeah. didn't. So, <laughs> but but uh, no, listen, they're they're they are a good club, and and I think the biggest thing offensively. Um, it is again just making sure that um, one through nine that we are we don't have any of the weak links so we need a couple guys to kind of get back to the form that they were at we need a, a couple other guys to just kind of keep doing what they're doing you know Willie Bourbon Jack Dunn um, ha- have had some really really good at bats for us Charlie Maxwell has had some big hits um, getting in the mix a little bit more um, so yeah I, I think that's going to be the biggest thing it's just we don't really need anyone to do more we just kind of need them to to get to their level that that everyone has at some point in the season has shown, uh, and just make that one through nine lineup, uh, you know, tough outs up and down. And then we talked about the weather a little bit. It's still not looking so nice here. It's going to be a little chilly. You know, how does that factor into any last preparations that you guys are just? You, you're familiar with your own ballpark as well. Yeah, I, we're, we're familiar. We have to. You know, the first thing you always do is figure out the wind, right, and and then try to go from there. But but you know we've we've played in cold. It was cold in Kansas. You know Illinois played in cold. So I really don't expect it to be a factor. The only factor I expect it to be is this. You know, can we play or not? You know, and and is there will will there be a doubleheader situation? Uh, as those are always in the mix, but. Um, yeah, I really don't expect it to be a factor and just really hope we can get all three in. Great. Thanks, Coach. Good luck this weekend. Start a big time play. Okay. Thanks, man. Go Cats.